0: has been a while.
1: It's been a long while since we made sweet podcast love to each other. <laughs> uh,
0: Don't give me coffee. Yeah.
1: Stina's <laughs> getting over being sick, so she may take some cough time timeouts. But we, it's been a while since we recorded a podcast, so we've got a few good subjects, matters. I'll probably dominate the earwaves for a little while. Oh, yeah. that will be fun for a couple podcasts for you. Jumps in the driver's seat. Hold on, everybody. We're going for a wild ass ride.
0: Thanks for joining us on In the Rough, the podcast. I'm Stina Marie.
1: And I'm Poi, and we're just fucking talking.
0: And solving the world's problems.
1: One orgasm at a time.
0: One podcast at a time. And you said you wanted more dominance.
1: So. Oh my, yeah, we did talk about <laughs> Um Well dominance has been a big topic of conversation for us lately. I was gonna go with uh what were we gonna start with earlier? Damn it, I forgot.
0: I, I don't know. I'm in this
1: Oh, the neutral state—that's what we were gonna. Space that I was I was thinking about—we've uh, got a snowstorm on us right now. We've got about eight more hours of winter storm warning and advisory, and don't go anywhere on a Sunday night. So, what are we gonna do? We're gonna record some podcasts, but this one I was wanted to talk about you feeling neutral. It's not really good or bad or anything. It's just neutrals like, ooh, well fucked, well fed. She's warm. She's clean. She's secure. She's safe. She's felt. She's heard. She's all of these things. So there's no anxiety. There's nothing to be depressed about, even though there's a winter storm going on. You're in the place that you really want to be and with the person that you really want to be with. Food stocked. I mean, there's probably some laundry to be done, but all in all... the question was now what it's like oh damn we reached that place where you're out of entropy you're out of scarcity you're out of whatever you want to call being unsafe
0: it's a it's a weird feeling to rest in the neutral Mm. usually I need to make myself rest make myself take a bath say like
1: put it on your calendar and schedule it
0: put it on my calendar or like just tell myself to stop doing things and take a break so when I have prolonged periods of time where I don't have any pressing responsibilities as far as work on the weekends my kids aren't here there's not the same demand and my nervous system isn't so like overstimulated or hyper stimulated mm-hmm. so limited
1: your screen time you're cutting out caffeine being sure certain to drink plenty of water you're still continuing with your workouts so, so you've refined your life into this neutral
0: space yeah, your, and your part of in, my mind, direction. yeah, my mind is like, well, there should there's something we should be doing. <laughs> we, like, we yeah. talk about, like, the cast of voices in your head. Okay. And recently we discovered that some people don't have an internal monologue.
1: An inner voice that's they their own or voice. someone like of their own. I
0: have many inner voices. Dun, dun, dun. I have, you know, the really sassy bitchy voice.
1: I'm glad your all of your voices like me. I haven't heard <laughs> any that don't yet. That's fun. Got an entourage in Stina's head.
0: Ooh, I, I like that word entourage. Anyway, neutral. And what do you do? What do you do with neutral? Yeah. I think. I'm trying to learn how to just enjoy it, which I feel like a lot of people probably don't have that problem.
1: Enjoying neutral? Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Or at least that's my perception. Well, you're,
1: you're a driven human being. You're driven, you're constantly working in I one like form achieving. or another. And we're in the shower last night at what, midnight, showering off the evening's events. And uh, we were still creating. We we're still crafting. We we're just—I mean—it was vocally, but our minds were still a buzz with things we can do, things we can say, things we could be. We're still going strong at midnight after a whole day's events.
0: You yeah, have a busy mind.
1: Yeah. So here we are on Sunday, and you're—you got a nap. We slept in. We made breakfast. It was fantastic. But we're. You're just at that neutral spot. You kick off your work week, like yeah, when it gets here. So
0: Yeah, I don't feel especially like fiery or
1: You know, and to somebody just listening to us early on, they don't necessarily have the backstory to how high strung, how high act how active <clears throat> you had been in life and especially in anxiety and adrenals and things like that. As, you know, if you compare a year ago or, or 18 months ago now-ish, the mm-hmm. space that you were in in the dating world and...
0: Yeah, when we met. Yeah. And just before we met and then...
1: It's sharp we contrast. <clears throat> and I enjoy knowing that this relationship has evolved as much as the conditions in which you, uh, you reside in on a daily basis. Builds confidence for me into continuing on putting in what I've put in and look forward to even more. It's like tilling the land and spring in the fall and then in the spring when you go out and check it, it's fertile and
0: I just remembered something.
1: Ready. Ooh, here we go.
0: <laughs> so I thought Valentine's is coming up.
1: Oh <sighs> yeah, that dreaded fucking holiday.
0: We could publish this for Valentine's Day. So let's talk about Valentine's Day.
1: Oh, Oh, Steena, now you're just going to hang right on my subject. Oh, my.
0: (laughs) I'm like, well, you played with my brain clit. Now I want some dick.
1: (laughs) Oh, my. All right, here we go. I
0: need a coughing break before we start. Okay, I'm back.
1: Back from the coughing break.
0: Which won't actually be a break for any of the listeners. <laughs> Just be...
1: Thankfully, are their ears are thinking.
0: So <clears throat> you said where I had been and when we had met, somehow I got all the way back to the beginning of my dating journey, mm-hmm. which I really haven't detailed out anywhere.
1: No, there are... Fringy, to say the least.
0: Even in my book, I didn't go through all of that. There's little.
1: Yeah, there's hints I mean, and things. I've gotten to hear all the story for the most part. Connect the there's dots. There's
0: the book of erotic poetry that goes through the year of dating.
1: In a poetic uh, description of it. Yeah. yeah. Which not- I uh, have not read yet at all. <laughs> Any of your stuff yet? But anyways, the. Uh,
0: oh, he said yet. Oh, damn
1: it! Said She's yet. she is a lioness, Aww. a cougar, a leopard. I prefer to call you a leopard, but you. I just felt like uh, a native walking through the brush, snap a twig, and all of a sudden I hear just a slight little purr of a big cat, just <laughs> off in the shadow. <laughs> As you notice my, Freudian slip of. What's yet to come. Mm. And you pounce on it. Of course. Oh, yes. So Anyhow. the
0: idea of Valentine's Day came up in my mind mm. because this is around, you know, February. Like, we're in, into February. Yeah. And last year, February, I remember. Then I rewound the previous year, February, what was going on. And I remembered that the person I was dating at the time, his birthday was February 15th. So we went out, I can't remember if we went out for Valentine's Day or just for his birthday, or if we kind of called it, you know, we're going out and sort of see what happens. Um, and that date was, when I told him that I had gone out with someone else.
1: So you drop a bomb on a Valentine's Day date.
0: In hindsight, I can understand why it was probably not the best time to say something. Fair but enough. here's here's the whole back story was a, I was married at the time. And openly dating. So my partner and I had agreed upon that happening. And so this person that I was dating knew I was married, knew I wasn't monogamous Mm -hmm. and knew that I had had coffee with this person already. So it wasn't that I had had a first date. It was, I'd seen him again. So The first time that I brought it up, it wasn't an issue, and he had asked me, like, what I'd done that day or, you know, how my week had gone or something, and I mentioned that. And, like, as soon as I said it, just, like, the blood drained out of his face, and I was like, Mm,
1: oh, The relationship red flag showed its ugly head. It was just
0: done in that moment, I knew.
1: It was the nuke button for him.
0: Yeah. Um, So that was interesting.
1: Yeah, because that's a 180 from how the initial meeting of you and that person went on then, whether you weren't clear enough as to what was going on in your dating life or he didn't accept what you were telling him as reality or understand it in that context.
0: So what had happened was he had decided not to date anyone else.
1: Hoping you would follow suit
0: and never asked me if i was going to Mm. definitely hoped i would follow suit and i never committed to that so there wasn't a boundary there that i had crossed it was just you didn't openly discuss
1: with him either that you were not going to commit to that i mean was it as equally known that you weren't committing as much as you were letting him know you were committing
0: i i can't say that i specifically said i will be dating other people okay i had that sort of date with this person and told him about it and it like wasn't an issue it didn't even really become a conversation so so the I first date him, with guy two yeah was
1: after guy one had said it was okay or said that he wasn't dating anymore yeah so he said he's not dating anymore you don't respond you go on date with guy two, come back to guy one, tell him you went on a date with guy two, and he lost it.
0: After the second date.
1: Yeah, Oh, the second time. you.
0: So that's why it was confusing. So you had
1: two dates after he had said.
0: Yeah, he had just said, I don't want to, like, Sina, I don't want to be with anyone else. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Like... I didn't set any boundaries with him telling him, I don't want you to see anyone else or I don't want you to and date. And
1: did he specifically ask you to not date no. anyone else? So it's, that's on him just as well to leave it that open-ended without and then clarity. He, when
0: I was clearly dating someone else, he didn't say anything yeah. until the second time when he like realized it was real and he wasn't sure if he could handle that.
1: Yeah, because the first date you could play, he could play off in his head as you had previously scheduled this coffee date before Which he I hadn't, even known. But, it, but in his mind, he could justify that. But the, if you go on date two,
0: it's like intentional.
1: You intentionally went on another date. You had a connection with this person, and you're seeking it out. Mm-hmm. So for him, without a doubt, you're, yeah, you're in that space dating in that way. And
0: I learned a lot about the kind of trust that i need from my partner and the kind of communication that i need
1: yeah you you have been very clear to to define those things since i met you
0: i think that in today's just dating arena you do have to be really clear with someone and say
1: well i think relationships period need that for sure fuck the bullshit
0: but as far as monogamy, polyamory, what you're looking for, what, how you're going to be conducting yourself dating. You know, I wouldn't, I I have noticed, actually, this is kind of backwards to my experience, but I've noticed friends of mine sort of assuming that men are only going to date them when there's been no conversation of exclusivity. Mm. And to me, it's, nothing's exclusive until that's an actual agreement yeah i don't care how many dates you've been on or how much time you've spent with that person if you aren't having that conversation then that's on you if you're assuming that they don't want to see anyone else
1: yeah i have comments to make that i'm like oh then i'm really gonna have to out myself and from my dating choices, like how I went about it and who I was dating, what kind of women I was dating. I'm like, oh, shit. That could be a
0: Yeah, you just don't want to talk about slope. Valentine's Day.
1: I'll still talk about Valentine's Day. And uh, you know what? I was actually going to thank you because that guy now hates Valentine's Day as much as I do. So thank you for creating another hater, Stina.
0: Oh. Yes. It wouldn't surprise me if you hated it anyways. He was just kind of a very serious person. (coughs) So the the next Valentine's Day with you, or should I say when I was in a relationship with you, you had made it abundantly clear to me that you did not celebrate Valentine's Day.
1: I really wanted to stick my flag in that mole hill. You did. And I did. And I stuck with it. Yep. And it was quite a wild fucking ride. So. Like, damn it, I go and do this shit. You know, I stick a flag in a mole hill in front of Steena, and we're gonna have a fucking battle over it. <laughs> in a way. Or an experience.
0: I respected your boundary.
1: You did. You did respect my boundary. You put on quite a show out there in the horizon, though.
0: <laughs> Again back to the kind of trust that I need in a partner. <laughs>
1: no shit.
0: If I want to experience something mm-hmm. and you've made it very clear to me like I'm not interested, mm-hmm. then I'm gonna just go find a way to experience what I want. Like mm-hmm. Even if it's just to have a good time. Yeah, you're
1: driven. You've made up your mind that you want to have an experience, and you're going to have an experience. If I'm not on board, then that's my choice. You'll come back when you're done with it.
0: So what happened was my now ex and his partner Mm -hmm. invited me to go out with them for Valentine's, which I was pleasantly surprised by. You were, and and you had told me that. really included. Um, And then while we were out they decided to go do something else after dinner. Yeah. And I'm not going to go into all the
1: No, but I already like to jump me on board with what's going on. So I said, I'm not going out on Valentine's Day. And I just had planned an evening at home with, I think, kids, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: with kids just doing whatever, like it was just another night. So I'm via text message following along your story. And hearing that you got invited to go, you were actually happy about it in a time when that relationship, there wasn't anything to be really happy about for the most part. There was well, I times there was times I that were good. I struggled to feel
0: but, connected, and so to yeah, be invited was...
1: Things were falling apart, and like, that felt oh, like, 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 like <laughs> a, a life, you know, a flotation device thrown to you or drowned an ass outside the boat. So to speak. Sounds bad. But it does, but I'm just trying to put it into words that I was riding yeah. along with you through this experience yeah. via text message because of our long distance relationship. So you got invited to go along with them. And then by the end of the date, things didn't really turn out the way they had started.
0: Yeah. Without then, going into
1: huge detail. So it kind of fell apart.
0: I don't remember how much I was texting you because I decided to go see a friend Mm-hmm. which this is where my like yeah, little aha, hold on, my little aha about Valentine's was two years in a row, it was actually the same person. person.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And the funny thing about this particular person is that when I went out on those first couple of dates, I wasn't really sure it was going anywhere romantic. It really didn't ever go anywhere romantic. We sort of like edged into the kid we make this work zone mm-hmm. and decided that we actually really enjoy spending time with each other as friends. Yeah. And that's so it. Like tried we're to cross the fence
1: from friend zone to relationship zone and it just, nope. Nope. Go so back to the other side. that
0: night I wasn't going to do the other activity with them after dinner. So. Mm-hmm. I was still like dressed up and in the mood to just be out and be social. And I thought, oh, I wonder if he's home. And by some like crazy random chance he was in state at home, not doing anything that night, which yes. is hilarious. So I just stopped by and I don't even think I had a glass of wine. I think I had already had a glass of wine. So just had a bottle of water. like. <laughs> You just stop by and chat for a while, and, uh, but then it was around the time that you would normally call mm-hmm. and say hi and good night.
1: Yeah, so I hadn't really heard from you, from, you were a little bit saddened by the way your date had turned out, so I was like, oh, she's gonna, you know, trying to figure out what you're gonna do, and I was pretty much just like, well, do whatever you gotta do, because I'm, you know, I'm at home at this time going, oh, that's kind of a shitty valentine's night for her and i was like well maybe she'll be a hater like me and we can say Fuck valentine's day together so <laughs> just let it play out so then i call at our normal time and you picked up the phone from this other person's house yeah. and i was a little bit uh it struck me because i didn't know you were gonna do that i had no inclination of it whatever and you were laughing having a really good time when yeah. you answered the phone with me so you're it was quite an experience for me. So, yeah, and when yeah. you talk about a certain kind of trust, it uh, you know we had talked about these things because we've been dating for a while. So, like our subjects, as everybody's listened to us, know kind of the kind of conversations that we've been having. So
0: we had, we had had the conversation about exclusively dating each other mm-hmm. and not seeing anyone else.
1: Yeah, and we had both agreed to it. Yes. So, at this point in time, before this had happened. So, we'd agreed to exclusively date. So, <clears throat> you know, seeing you on the video, because we were video chatting, laughing, having a good time, and then you told me where you were, and then that's when it really...
0: <gasps> hit you.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't... It didn't hit me like I got ran over by a semi, but imagine standing on a sidewalk with one going by at highway speed. Like, you're going to feel that woof, through you. Yeah. And... um I did my best not to react, to just to listen. Because um, we well,
0: I I answered while I was there and then hung up and called you back. Yeah. So you had some time to stew in your trigger. Yeah. I and I had some time to mildly panic about yeah. your response because just in that brief, Exchange. hi, this is where I'm at. I'll call you back in a bit. I could see and feel and hear just. Yeah the whole the whole thing.
1: yeah part of my psyche started to pack up the bags like well that was fun you know start cleaning up and I'm over. on the
0: other side thinking you know if this is what ends it then it is and it's yeah. not that that particular event or friendship is something that I would necessarily say
1: I have to have I'm this.
0: not gonna yeah. give this up but it's more the principle of how I want to be free to live my life and spend my time Mm -hmm. without, without feeling like it's a problem, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So we've talked extensively now about friendships of the opposite sex. It's really wild to come from being married, being in an open relationship, Separating, being in another monogamous relationship, and figuring out how how now do I have friends that are male? Because I didn't really have male friends the whole time I was married. Mm-hmm. So I've also not really done that in a monogamous relationship. Yeah, and. The most recent thing that I rem- remembered, realized, is that I've never had brothers. Yeah, that you was know? a nice
1: little conversation we had about that.
0: And in a way, I want that brotherly energy, energy in my life.
1: Information, too. Like the way you get information from a male that you're not in a relationship where they're interested in one is different than the way you get information from someone that is basically available to breed with in some form or fashion mm-hmm. or way. You know, however you want to explain that. But, um...
0: Yeah, there's just a, there's a camaraderie that I feel. The people that I choose to be friends with, male or female, I have pretty... High standards for the, You're the quality valed- of person.
1: valedictorian in all of your ways. So you are only going to have a select few people be in your inner circle.
0: So the kind of guy that I will keep as a friend, if I'm being completely honest, is someone that I could sexually engage with and then shift to being friends with and have him completely respect that boundary
1: Mm -hmm. because that's the kind of trust in person that you want to be associated with
0: and that's the kind of person that's the kind of person that is in alignment with the trust that i want from you because i realize that it's not just about you trusting me it's about me choosing people that are also trustworthy Mm -hmm. that i'm not putting myself in a compromising situation or a questionable situation
1: Yeah, because even a questionable situation at the level of trust that you want to operate at is a big deal like that's the first cracks yeah. the first fissures the first you know break in trust is just the implication of it just yeah. implying that it's in question so it dulls the shine or the shimmer of it
0: So yeah so if you were to meet those people i would want
1: Ooh. That inspired a T-shirt that I just recalled. Oh! Like I give Jesus a run. <laughs> as arrogant as that <laughs> I don't sounds. I remember
0: where that came from, but it's, it's
1: about trust, mm. being trustworthy, and being a quality person.
0: Yeah. So Valentine's Day, we worked through it. We didn't really get through the resolution part of that story. Was
1: yeah. You a a decided few hours to on the listen. Poem? I. I kind of helped... Uh, Nervously
0: explained myself. I was nervous. I didn't know how you were going to take it. I don't like being misunderstood. I don't like my intentions or my integrity questioned.
1: I had to keep my past at bay and really focus on what's happening in the present. And, you know, using all of my cues, all of my abilities, to, all of my senses, to feel you, to hear you, and see you you know which helped too being on video cuz now it's not just your voice and my imagination left with what's going on i could see what's going on so that that helps to stay in the moment as well
0: and it seemed then and like until now that that event built trust in a new way for us because it set me apart from other experiences that you've had, where your trust in someone has been tested or betrayed completely. Mm-hmm. So, for me to basically go to the, you know, the edge of the cliff, yep. without jumping and say, "See, you can trust me. I, I can walk all the way to the edge and come right back. It's not an issue." Yeah, there is something about that. Feel like we've both had those moments in a way. Agreed. And for me, there's, you know, we've talked about choosing a partner and I want a partner that trusts me as much as I trust me. If I trust me to put myself in that situation and adhere to all the agreements of our relationship, then I don't see an issue with having that friendship. I'm emotionally aware enough that if I wanted to be with that person, I would not be with you. If there was lingering emotional baggage with someone or like, not even baggage, but like that toxic attraction where you're like, I know I'm going to like, if I see this person, I'm going to be like sucked into their vortex, whether I consciously think it's a good idea or not Mm -hmm. then that's probably not the kind of person that i would choose to be friends with or see
1: yeah when you put it see if that piece fits in the package of trust like the thing you want to do or be around or the person you want to be around and do things with do they fit into the can you put them in the trust pile without tainting the whole basket of apples you know Mm -hmm. inspect your apples before you put them in your baskets you don't have that bad apple that spoils the whole fucking thing
0: yeah and there, like, I can think of a few people who I may have date went on a date or a few dates with that would not be people I would trust. And part of that makes me realize, too, what they were really in in it for in the beginning wasn't, like, they're not looking for relationships to add value to their life. The okay. people that I continue to be friends with there's some value that was added to each other's lives outside of them wanting to get laid or them wanting whatever femininity i offered like then that's like a one-way thing you know what i mean like there's just kind of this toxic taking and not really it doesn't fit in the bag of trust
1: and safety and security and yeah. things like that.
0: Yeah, I would be suspicious if they wanted to see me. Like, why? Yeah. Why do you want to see me?
1: Yeah, if you're suspicious, that goes in the a reason to say no column.
0: Yeah. So what's your, on the closing note, what's your beef with Valentine's Day?
1: Oh, my beef with Valentine's Day... I guess, in a way, I was thinking about this earlier, too, because I'm like, we're going to keep... Mike's
0: kind of buried, by the way. Um,
1: we keep talking about Valentine's Day. I'm going to get put on the spot to, like, really nail it down as what's my fucking problem here. Yeah. So, in a way, it's a lot like Christmas as well, where that spirit, the um, feeling, the emotion, the desires to do all of the things that those specific holidays are like known for doing, we should be doing all year round. Like, why the fuck are we making one special day for this shit? Should have a little bit of Valentine's Day every fucking day.
0: Yeah, well, in the last two weeks that you've been hanging out here in town with me, we've probably gone out and done more than most people will do on Valentine's Day.
1: For sure. We've had multiple Valentine's Days. Had valentine's day sex since i met you <laughs> i mean in a way uh, i was making a joke about all the fucking virgos in the world i'm like that's because somebody got laid there one time a year and look what happens you know because nine months later you're into september you get your christmas gift she let you have a little stayed too long
0: <laughs> well and now we've got kid weeks for the next I believe five years on Valentine's, oh, Valentine's Day. On Valentine's
1: Day, yeah. So it'll be a little bit more on the kids side. So and I really don't try to sabotage anybody's Valentine's Day. I'm more than happy to be in my own solitude for the event just to be scroogey about it. So it uh but there are times when, especially that night when I heard how your how your date had gone, I was like the hero the chivalry in me was like reprimanding my you know whatever part of my psyche that's bashing on you valentine's day i should have been there, I mm-hmm. been there. Had an opportunity could have got your dick sucked motherfucker now you're here alone something you know i mean doesn't have to be that vulgar as but i still recall
0: the- i think i ended up at your house maybe on tuesday night or something we had to wait <clears throat> several days, maybe it was Wednesday, because it was really challenging to not be able to just hold you after that happened, and oh, feel you.
1: Yeah, at the very end of it, where we had discussed enough to where we could get off the phone with each other, and the relationship still be intact.
0: Well intact.
1: Well intact, and yeah, there was a few days before we got to hold each other. Yeah. Uh,
0: Looks like this year we'll be rollerblading on Valentine's Day. Yeah, we'll
1: be at the roller rink. (laughs) Hopefully, working on some romantic story to add to the novel. Oh, we got to work on that shit too. Yeah, I've been slackers. Too busy making food and trying to make babies.
0: The first first note that (laughs) you (laughs) (laughs) first note I wrote about that it was called romance.
1: Oh my! Nice play. Nice play. Nice play on words.
0: It was good. Mm. Maybe I should should read it before we close the episode.
1: Sure. Give a little teaser.
0: Yeah. All right. Let me find the note. Romance. <laughs> I read it to you with a southern accent.
1: Oh, you did? Can you go into character?
0: Oh, it's really hard.
1: Mm-hmm. I grab a hold of something. Wow, I'm stuttering now. (laughs) Just the thought of you in a southern accent has got me stammered. I was like, well, I'll give you something hard to hold on to. All
0: right. You sure can watch a boy for... Oh, and then it fucking blacks out.
1: Ah, Technology's even trying to sabotage you.
0: Now I want to rewind. Okay. Well, this is in the rough... Yeah, It's getting rough.
1: It is in the room.
0: You sure can't watch a boy for a long time before he notices, or at least until he lets on he does. I wondered how many inches of his skin I'd have painted before I saw it outside of my mind, across the canvas of a white linen bedspread, the kind I imagined the fancy white hotel would have on my wedding night. Round and round he'd go, sprinting, swimming in between, Everyone else looking like minnows stuck in a whirlpool going nowhere. He was from another school. I'm not just being clever there. He lived two towns over, with his mother, most of the time. Never could decide if the novelty of someone new is why I couldn't keep my eyes off of him, or if it was that feeling I got from my eyes on him. Kind of like the world was running circles, and he was the only one who knew where anyone was headed. The half-carpeted wall may as well have been an altar I asked for forgiveness at. I knew I was too young for such a longing to be okay, but I didn't care. No one knew. Or rather, no one could have guessed. Unlike most boys I knew, his gaze never wavered, looked straight in my eyes from the first moment on, so long as one of us was in the rink. That was our unspoken vow. I never knew a love like that could live between two black holes. That's how I always thought of us, just each pair of tiny black holes, staring back at the other, and you know, you can only really look at one at a time. Eyes are a strange thing like that, they're two, but they're one. Never liked that saying about windows and souls. I just liked our eyes empty, but together. Two weeks might as well have been one for the last few years of high school, because the only start and end to time was him. His dad owned the roller rink in town. Parents split when he was two, but his dad didn't own the place until he was 15, which meant it was the summer after my freshman year in school when our story began.
1: Mm. (laughs) That's yummy.
0: Yep, I wrote that watching you skate around.
1: Mm. Well, we'll see if you get to work on some more of that story.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, mm, leave us leave a review.
1: <laughs> it's been a while.
0: In iTunes. Mm.
1: Tell us what you loved about today in the rough.
0: And we'll catch you on the next one.
1: Mm, let's do this.